What's up, ladies and gentlemen? How are we doing this week? Uh, Post Masters week here, but got another good event for you. It's RBC Heritage at Harbor Town Golf Links down in Hilton Head, South Carolina, where I actually am right now. Um, I was at the practice round for a bit today, seeing some of the guys uh, down the closing stretch, 16, 17, 18, and then walked along the putting green and the range. So, was, uh, yeah, the course looks in great condition. Uh, expecting some rain to come in tomorrow. So that may soften things up and make make some challenges for the players out there. I mean, when this when this course you put conditions and, and um, you know different types of weather on, with this mixed with this uh, difficult of a golf course, you're you're looking for a very tough tough week for most guys. But uh, yeah, we got me Polvi here, and we got Drewby, and then hopefully a late uh, pop in from Mister Bo um, after his victory last week at augusta but uh yeah i'm looking forward to this week huh Drewby? yeah it's exciting very surprised how um the pga tour schedule works with them throwing an elevated event at the players right after a week of the masters so i mean we've got rom in the field obviously rory withdrew kind of um forgoing his extra money and uh having to pay a fine for that but it should be interesting good field kind of happy they elevated this event always felt like this tournament doesn't get the respect it deserves just a great golf course really cool environment very tight and narrow fairways and should be fun to watch and a great field to watch too yeah you, you touched upon rory there i mean he kind of did like a little f you to the tour a little bit huh I mean that that's the way that's what I thought. It's kind of coincidental considering he's the face of all this and set all this up, but I, I, I mean know. I'm I'm surprised that Rom, I mean it it says a lot for who John Rom is, the fact that he didn't back out because he I don't think he skipped an elevated event yet this year. So he could have he could have if he wanted to, but I mean he wants to play, so good for him. Yeah. I mean, it, it's such a weird like I don't understand why they throw an elevated event at them like the week after, after the Masters. Yeah, it, it is. It is very strange that they did that. But uh, regardless, they did. But um, I think if I'm correct, I believe this is Rom's first time here. I mean, the first or no more than second. But um, yeah, he. Um, it's going to be interesting to watch him because. You know, this is a golf course that requires a lot of experience and, um, you know, knowledge knowledge to get around. So it's it's going to be cool to see him play. I'm going to try and follow him a little bit tomorrow. Um, yeah, it's I'm going to be here till Sunday, so it's uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, like I said, the the course looks perfect right now, um, and they're actually expected to hit more fans than they've ever had they're doubling they're expected to have double the amount they did last year so i think they said around fifteen thousand people maybe or something like that i'd hope so with that field i'm wondering does it act is how narrow does it look in person like how tree-lined is it as tree-lined as you see it on tv yeah it is like that first tee shot is really you gotta just fit it through the shoot type of thing it's it, it's it's that tough um which is why you don't see many, you don't see the guys go very deep here. 
um, just with how firm and fast it is and how narrow and you, it generally ha comes with wind and some rain. So it's, it's just a tough week um, to, to really go deep. You know, the average score winning score is around, I'd say 10 to, to 13 under um, we generally see. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's, it's, it's one of those golf courses that require, like I said, a, a lot of strategy and, you know, knowledge to really play well. And it's, it's, it's going to be fun to watch. And it, it, it's one of those courses also that anyone can win, you know, it's not a bomber's paradise. Um, you know, you really got to keep your, keep it in play off the tee. And, you know, a lot of the times, I mean, for the bigger hitters, it's going to be taking driver out of hand. So it's, it's, it's going to be it's definitely going to be an interesting week. You got to be a great putter and you got to have a great short game. Those greens are those yeah, very are tiny. Yeah. You, one of the smallest greens you see out on the tour um, this week. So if you got to be sharp around the greens with um, the speeds and just everything. So it's, it's going to make for a great week, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know in terms of like who to look at. I mean, dude, it's, I feel like 90% of this field can win. Um, or probably even more than that. I mean, let's let's see like what the I'm trying to see what the worst ranked player is. What I don't understand is the fact that it's an elevated event, but the field is larger than other elevated events, and there are some guys in this field that just make no sense to me. Like, I mean, we've we've touched upon it, like how is Austin Smotherman in the field? Like how are guys like, I don't, I just don't understand about guys that haven't played in previous elevated events that are playing in it. Maybe it's because they're, I'd love to see who is skipping this week. I don't, I don't, I haven't gone through and seen like what players that would usually play in elevated events are skipping because of the week after the masters. But yeah, it's, it's interesting for sure. It's like, you got the great players, you got the middle of the pack players and then you got the players that's just like, you should be playing in the Puerto Rico open sort of thing. So, Yeah. You, you know, you got like, like you said, like you got some Emiliano Grios in there and it's, it's, it's cool though. I like it because it's a little of everything, you know, and it's, you got, you'll, it'll be able to, you know, there's going to be so many groups out there with that are obviously like the big dogs out on the tour. And then you got, like groups, like you said, the Smothermans, and then you got guys like Adam Svensson and other names like that, where it's, you know, not many, not many, it's not going to attract a lot of crowd, but it's, it'll be, you know, it's still, they're still great players and it's still fun to watch. So, but uh, look, we got, ladies and gentlemen, we have a, uh, an appearance from the Masters champ. Welcome. Welcome back, Bobo. Thank you. Took some days off to celebrate with the family, with Kelly Keppa. All my kids, but uh, happy to get the job done for Sun Devil Nation. Yes, absolutely. I mean, this is what you've been waiting for your whole life, huh? I mean, you, you did it before Rory. Did it before Rory, and I did it for Seve. Yeah, uh, of course. You know, got to drop that in there. Of course. We need, we need some some jokes aside. We weren't on the last episode, so I, I need your genuine thoughts as a John Rom fan on the win what it means to your fandom and just, just what you thought of the overall, um, overall, how it went down. Yeah. In terms of my fandom, I think it only grows seeing how good of a player he is back to number one in the world. So 
it's tough because now, given how good he is, when I tell people my my favorite players, John Rahm, they instantly say, "Oh, you're such a bandwagon." But little do they know, I've been rooting for him since. What would you say, Paul? 2017, 18? Uh, last four years, three years. No, no, dude. I'd say twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. I guess like that playoff against DJ at the match play that uh the finals match. That's kind of when we first saw a glimpse of John Rahm and. That's that's when uh I mean I was a fan of his and then I really kind of jumped on the bandwagon maybe 2018 but yeah man it was so fun to watch I was watching it with my college golf team this past weekend and on Sunday Kepka obviously didn't have his best and every time Kepka hit a bad shot all my teammates were so angry that Ron was running away with it and the Masters was uninteresting but you were jumping to be honest. I was jumping for joy every time he hit a good shot. When he stuffed it on 14 to about four feet and it was going to make a birdie, which didn't secure the Masters, but I think it gave him a th- maybe a three-shot lead at that point, which was pretty secure. I was so happy, and like I had no feelings of wishing the Masters was closer and wishing it was a dogfight. I was just happy to see Rom get the win. But, I, I man, it was impressive to start off with a four-putt and be in the worst wave and then to go out and – Beat the field by four is pretty impressive. So, Steiner, go ahead. I will Drew say, I, I said this last episode too. I will say, Susie Four put it the first hole. I texted one of my friends. I was like, John Rahm's playing in the final group on Sunday. Like, there's no, wow. there's no way he doesn't contend. I knew it would make him angry. I'm also wondering because we discussed this on the last episode. I hate to kind of bring the Masters into this again, but we should because it's the Masters. Um, when he took the lead from Kepka, as a Rom fan. Was there ever was there any doubt in your mind that he wasn't winning? I felt like I talked about this with Matt last episode. I felt like as soon as he took that lead, he wasn't giving it back. Someone had to take it from him. That bogey he made on nine was like not his fault. He had a great golf shot. It just yeah, you know how that green is. I I I'm wondering if you agree with me in the sense that he was never going to make any bogeys to let anyone back in it. Kepka would have to get him, and obviously Kepka didn't have that game. Yeah, to be honest, it wasn't even when he took the lead. Prior to the fourth round, after I guess both of them shot one over in the third round, but seeing Kepka be so indestructible the first two rounds and then put up a pretty mediocre third round, that was when I was like, if Rom doesn't win this, I'd be pretty surprised. Um, obviously, Kepka has a really good resume in majors, four wins, but I just had this weird feeling like, obviously, Rom's had some good years at Augusta and he's been playing so well. And in the back of my head before the final round, I was like, I just don't see a scenario where Rob doesn't come out swinging and doesn't get the win. It obviously helped that Kepka went out and shot a few over on the front and not much better on the back. But I was pretty confident in him all day. I honestly thought the two would distance themselves a little bit more. I know Rob had a pretty stress-free three under to finish. But Kepka, like, what was he, three over in the final round? I, that was surprising. Um, after his third round, I thought he would at least bounce back with something like a couple under and I, I just thought Ron was going to go out and get it. He seemed to be playing great. The announcers were hyping him up so much. Trevor Edelman was, I mean, just about jizzing his pants, talking about every shot that Rom hit. So um, I don't know. And from a viewer's perspective, it seemed like Rom was hitting every fairway. His putting was outstanding. Like I know he has that quick tempo. He's a little forward press. Every six to 15 footer was just dead center. And Rom's a good putter. He has great hands. 
But like if you combine that level of putting with the way he was hitting the ball, I was just shocked that uh, not shocked, but I I would have been shocked if he hadn't at least made it super interesting Sunday and go on to win. Um, also, going off that point, you asked me about my fandom earlier. I think it's like the, his post-round press conference, he is such a good guy. And I think people are starting to really realize that. Obviously, he had the issues with the issues in, in uh, quotation marks with his temper. But I think he's dialed that back a little bit. And yeah, he's passionate. He's not, he's not, he's not a psychopath. He's just passionate. And he certainly shows less anger than he used to. But like, he's so classy in this post round press conferences, just a really good representation of what golf needs more of these days. I will say, I'm going to try and start the club about foot back from the ball to hit my draws now. He's inspired me with the way he hits his draws with the driver. Yeah. Also, like, yeah, I mean, John Rahm's never been like a like a bad guy. He's just been angry. Like it's it is what it is. There are plenty of golfers who get angry on the course, and he's learned to control his temper. He's as passionate as there ever is on tour. I mean, he's just a great guy, and I'm I'm glad he won. Not for your sake, just for the sake of the game. I mean, in all honesty, like screw the live tour. Like, like excuse my language, but fuck Brooks Kepka. Like I'm happy that man didn't win the Masters. Like. And I knew, you know, I, I knew my sources, the, the the full swing documentary. As soon as the guy wasn't making putts early in the round and he was making bogeys, you could see it in his body language. You could see it. He's like, ah, this guy's not coming back. It's just a matter of if Rom makes a huge mistake or not. And Rom's a smart player, puts him in the center of the green on 12 like Tiger did in 19. He just made the smart plays, didn't make any big mistakes. That irony hit on what? What was that? Was that 14? Uh, I don't the iron know. shot from the right rough? Yeah, the iron shot from the right. Yeah, rock. fourteen. Yeah, that was that, incredible. You can see the ball flight with the four K camera. Oh, that was nasty. I mean, that shot was made for him with this cut. But I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah. I I just want to talk Rom and the Masters with you because you know it's been a while, and you're you're the biggest Rom guy I know. So I appreciate you coming on and making the return for this. Episode. It's it's so nice as a for somebody who's been a Rom fan for the past four or five years. It's so nice to see him finally get the credit he deserves and people rooting for him because. They're kind of starting to realize who he truly is. Yeah, I I completely agree. I never doubted him for a minute. I mean, I picked him before the week started, and I uh, stuck with it through the end. So, good win for you, Bobo. Very happy, and uh, yeah, it was uh, good to see. But uh, we got to get back to RBC Heritage, man. I mean, this is this is one of my favorite weeks of the year. Hell, I'm fucking here, man. I'm here. I'm on the premises, and, uh, yeah, it's – I mean, it's starting in less than 12 hours. So, this is this is going to be great to watch, man. I'm heading out there early, going to see Ricky go out. Uh, I think he's playing with Matty Fitz and uh, maybe Fleetwood too. So, that's going to be fun to watch. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to following that group. And then, I'll, I mean, you know what, for you, Bubba, I'll, I'll, I'll follow the sky a little bit. I'll give him a quick follow. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you just tell the people the truth and just tell them who you're really going to be following? Well, I, was get, I was getting there. You're not, the you're, not, you're not letting me finish. Yeah, but you're not going to even be able to watch these groups so early because you're going to watch the range session an hour and a half before you even tease off. No, no, no. It's it's 50 minutes before. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, so I'll try and I'll try and get to see the bow. 
like to see Harris as well. Um, and then obviously LD uh, tees off in the afternoon. So I'll get to see that. Yeah, it's I mean, it's going to be great to watch. I mean, Bobo, what are you uh, what are you expecting from the bow this week, though? I mean, post win. Yeah, I mean, I, I was talking to my college coach today and it's interesting. A lot of guys will win on tour and then take the next week off, which makes sense. You want to go celebrate it. But I've always thought if you're winning on the PGA Tour, your games ought to be in a good place. So you might as well go play the next week and see if you can win again. Rom clearly is playing the best of ever, of anybody on tour. I guess you could say Scott, he's hitting it incredibly well because his putting at Augusta was horrible and he didn't lose to Rom by that many. But I would be surprised if Rom doesn't contend. I don't think he's ever played this event because it's not usually. Uh, I, I think this is either his first um, or second time. Yeah, it's it's interesting. They made it a designated event, which I was a little surprised by, but it's kind of cool to get all the good players to uh to Harbor Town. Like I said, I'd be surprised if he doesn't contend. I don't think it's an extremely long course, um, so it's not a place like Augusta where he can just let his ball striking take over. But you got to be precise. He'll play that cut all week. I did play the course, and from what I remember, it's like not a ton of crazy dog legs. The dog legs I do remember were all dog leg left, so that doesn't cater to his cut. But um, I think he'll play well. He's the number one player in the world. He just won the Masters. He's got to be on top of the world. You could say maybe there will be a little bit of a uh, – what's the word? Like a uh, post-championship letdown. But um, he's, he's so good where even if he plays his B or C game, I'll bet he'll be right up there. Maybe not a win, but most likely a top 10. He's also playing for a hell, heck of a lot of money this week, which I doubt he even worries about anymore because he's made so much already this year and in, in his career. But uh, that might be a little extra incentive for him and his caddy, Mr. Adam Hayes. Yeah, absolutely. What do you guys think? No, I, I completely agree. I mean, I, I, I'm expecting a good week from him. Um, you know, it's definitely, like you said, it's, you know, the driver may come out of his hand a little bit. He may not need it. So it's one of those shorter courses. But, you know, I, I mean, he's still one of the best. He has one of the best short games out on tour. I mean, so it's there's no reason for him to not be able to contend in this golf tournament. I mean, especially the way he played last week. Um, the only, I mean, I don't know, you want to call it, maybe he's coming off a hangover from last week. Maybe that's the only possibility. But I mean, other than that, I, there's no reason he shouldn't be able to play um, and contend. So um, yeah, Drewby. It's also like hard for, I know I've mentioned this in past episodes. It's kind of hard for John Rom to hit bad golf shots with how short his golf swing is and how compact and consistent it is. So I don't really believe in a hangover for John Rom. I believe like if Scotty had won last week, there'd be a hangover or like JT because those swings kind of take a lot of maintaining with how much movement there is. So I feel like Rom, like even if he plays poorly this week, will still I want to I want to almost guarantee a top fifteen with how good he's playing right now. I mean, I really I feel like fucking who knows he might win it. I like it. Hopefully, uh, I'm gonna start with some picks. Uh, I'm gonna give my dark horse pick first. I'm gonna go with Brian Gay, and I'll tell you why. Because short golf course. First of all, this is, he's the 2009 champion. Uh, second of all, his putting is phenomenal. Short game in general is phenomenal. And he's a really, you know, he doesn't hit it far, but he's very accurate. And you know what? I mean, he's 
his game is trending. He won like what a year ago in Bermuda or wherever. So I mean, you know, and if there's condi- you know tough conditions out here with the wind and rain, you know, it may the scores may not be so deep. So I could see Brian Gay definitely contending in this tournament. Um, you know, my DFL pick is going to be. I was going to do Wesley, but I didn't want to do it to Drewby. Um, he's the 2017 champ. Maybe maybe he'll show some sign of life. But uh, um, my DFL pick is going to be – Well, while you think about that, why don't we just go around and each give our dark horse and we'll go, one by, go, for it. go one by one. My dark horse is Carson Young. Wow. Playing well this year, played well at Puerto Rico, um, rookie on tour, but I think he's a really good player, and I think he will play well this week. So that is my dark horse. Bo, who you got? Who's your dark horse? My dark horse is Mr. Patrick Rogers. Um, Just for the simple reason that I was watching the Western Intercollegiate, the college event today on Golf Channel, and he's a former winner of that event, so his name was on my mind. He also, I don't know, I haven't heard his name much recently, so he'll come out of the blue and have a good week. Shout out Pepperdine. Shout out Luke Gifford, guest of the pod on their win this week. Luke played solid. Top 15. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Congrats to him. My DFL, Colum Taron. Ooh. Going to finish last this week. I'm going to go with um, Dylan Fratelli. Good pick. Mm-hmm. That's a good pick. I, 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 He's a good player, but I see him making all these – Absurd Instagram comments. He, he maybe he needs a little DFL to ground him again. Well, I wanted to go Gligic, not in the field, obviously. Elevated event. He couldn't even pay to get it. Um, yells. No, no. I'm not going to disrespect the legend of the game like that. Mm. I was also going to go Smotherman, but I feel like he proved me wrong. So we'll keep the South African theme, and I'll go with Garrick Higo. Because he has been playing like crap in the past year and a half or so. So Garrick Higo is finishing DFL. Wait, I'm gonna change mine to Cameron Champ. Okay. This is definitely not a golf course for Cameron Champ. <laughs> not in the slightest. So and he's been Fair. playing horrid. So he's gonna he is gonna finish last. I I mean, you know, I think my original pick was pretty solid as well but I, I see one of those two definitely dfl and um lock top 10 i mean i feel like it'd be disrespectful for me not go with the bow but i mean like i don't know it's let's like, let's like, do our lock top 10s and john rob's not allowed not allowed okay that's that's fair um i was thinking matt kuchar i mean you know i but I don't know. Played well, played, well. played well at match play. Almost won the Valero. Yeah. I'm you know, locked top ten. I'm going Sam Burns. So. This, this is a good one. Sam Burns esque golf course. Quick before we move on, how about Callaway recently? You got Sam Burns destroying the match play, and you got Rom destroying everything, including the Masters. Like, shout out to Callaway. Shout out Paradigm. For my lock top 10, I'm going to go with Gary Woodland. Played well at the Masters, and I think he'll play well this week. 
Matt, you want to hear something funny? Ryan Fox is playing this week. I saw. You want, you want to talk about a guy who can't hit the driver? Can't drive on this golf course. He's uh, he's making. He, he's hitting a lot of balls. Ob, but my yeah, he hit it like eight hundred yards. Hit that two iron of his. Yeah, I'll just hit the two iron ever. He does hit it like eight hundred yards. My lock top ten. A guy who's been playing well all year and a very nice nice gentleman who played well at um the waste management along with another fellow Canadian. But my lock top ten is Adam Hadwin. Okay. Straight driver of the golf ball. It's gonna be able to drive it pretty straight on this golf course, which will help him and a great putter. So that'll be my lock top ten. I like it. That's that's a solid pick. Um dude, I don't know. Winner. I can't I can't pick a winner. That's like that's what I'm saying. Like ninety five percent of this field can win. Um Yeah, I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of be boring and pick Scotty. Oh, come on, man. I don't think he's gonna I just like I mean I feel like a douche because obviously he's insane. If you want me to pick a Scotty Scheffler golf course though. I don't think there is a Scotty Scheffler or not a Scotty Scheffler. I think he plays well everywhere. Yeah, but I don't know. All right. He hit the ball incredibly well at Augusta. If he just puts it a little better, he's gonna build it up there. All right, Drewby. Um Bo, what were you saying? Yeah, you got something else. If you want me to take a legit, like, not just clear top player, I'll take Jay Rose. He's fallen off a bit, so I don't feel like a total dweeb taking him. Seems like he's playing well. As golfers say, he's trending. So he's also playing with, oh, he's playing with JT Post and Seward Singh, but he's teeing off at the same time as Rom Spieth and Scott, just on the opposite side of the golf course. So maybe he gets some of the good vibes from those guys. That's low-key kind of a disrespectful group to Justin Rose, just saying. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, whatever. Uh, this probably should be a sleeper pick, but why not? Sam Stevens is winning this golf tournament. That's how I feel, and that's how it's going to be. Played really well the week before the Masters. So, yeah, Sam Stevens, first win. There you go. All right. All right. Um well, I'm going to go with a guy who did win this year and plays well on difficult golf courses. Very straight hitter of the golf ball, and he's been putting lights out this season. So my winner is going to be Chris Kirk. Um, he's had decent success here in the past. I mean, like I said, he won the Honda this year. So, I mean, obviously you got to hit the ball well to play around PGA National. So, yeah, I mean, I'm seeing Chris Kirk coming out on top what do you guys think of that i think it's a good pick hits the ball straight level-headed southern boy georgia south carolina same thing yeah yeah i like it i like it funny funny stat kind of moving away not funny stat but funny thing that i saw today moving away from hilton head real quick is um eric cole is teeing it up this week in the corn Ferry event because he didn't get into this event and Eric Cole last week played in a minor league golf tour event after playing Valero, which was now two weeks ago. Sorry. So, I mean, Eric Cole just, just loves golf. I mean, the guy could just sit at home and take the week off, but he's teeing it up in a corn fairy event. So Eric Cole, man of the game. All right. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm wondering how the hell I still don't understand how, how the hell Ernie Elves is in this field. Cause he's sponsored by RBC. Is he not? Still, 
to this day. Yeah, just like Jim Furyk. Jim Furyk's in the field. He's sponsored by RBC. Well, but Jim Furyk's won this. Yeah, but Ernie L. I mean, if Ernie L. goes up to PJ Tour says, "I want to play in this," then they'll say, "Yes, Ernie L. You can play in it." I'm sure he's earned that. Uh, speaking of Furyk, I I watched him a little bit today. How did he look? He, uh, I mean, dude, he's driving the ball 240 yards. That's all he needs. Yeah. Uh, like, that's probably why. That's probably why he's playing. I mean, he hit driver on 16 today, and he still had like over 120 yards. <laughs> that's ridiculous. How do we feel about? We didn't talk about it. how do we feel about Ricky this week. Um, pretty good. Yeah, I mean. If the like, it's just it's just gonna depend on the putter, dude. I mean, that's really what it's gonna come down to for him. If he can get the putter hot, he he's gonna he could fin- easily finish in the top ten, no problem. So that's what it's gonna come down to. I mean, he's been streaky with the putter this year. Um, he's definitely so shown uh, some good signs. I mean, you know, he's definitely trending in the right direction, which is great to see. I mean, is he back to playing Ricky Fowler golf? I mean, it kind of looks like, I mean, what the work he's put in with Butch and everything. So, I mean, it's it just, will he get back in the winner's circle? Will it happen? I will say another thing back when I was complaining about the fact that this master, this week is after the Masters and it's elevated. It's actually a really, really cool event to elevate when you think about it because it is one of the shortest golf courses on tour and we get the we get the royalty of seeing players that are high-level players on a golf course that they don't get to just bomb it wherever the hell they want. Yeah. So I think this is going to be an absolute shootout. And I wouldn't surprise me if this was one of the most exciting finishes that we've had so far this year with the strength of this field and just the amount of guys in this field that can win. I think it's one of the only events that we'll see that's elevated that is fair to all guys in the field, other than, of course, like the Ernie L's and the guys that shouldn't really be in the field. But like, it's going to be cool because there's a guy like Sam Stevens who could win. And there's also a guy like Sky Scheffler that can win because it doesn't matter how far you hit the golf ball. And to be honest, yes, it is a ball strikers golf course, but if you have a good short game and you're putting well on a golf course like this, you can contend, you can play well. So I truly believe this is going to be one of the, one of the best finishes that we have so far on the year. I mean, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's, that's why, that's why I think it's, it's great that they made this an elevated field. I mean, like, Scotty's never played in this. Rom's never played in this. Um, I don't think Morikawa has played in this before. I mean, it's Hovland, definitely not. So it's it's going to be great to see. I mean, Victor, Ho- I never would have thought I'd see Victor Hovland playing the RBC Heritage. It's just it's crazy to think about. But um, yeah, no, it's it's going to be awesome. But yeah, I mean, that's it for me. I don't know about you guys, but. That's it for you. You're just you're just calling it quits like that. Yeah, dude. I'm antsy to get this thing started already. I'm 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 ready. What's the what's the what's the alarm set for tomorrow? What time are you getting up? Uh let me just check again when Ricky's tea time is. How far are you from the course where you're staying? Ten minutes. Drive or walk? Drive. Um so Ricky's eight oh five. Um, so that means it's probably going to be maybe a 7 a.m. wake up. And it shouldn't be a hotel breakfast. Yeah, a little hotel breakfast. Condo. Oh, condo breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. How, um, 
how crowded was it today like for the practice round like tomorrow you think it's going to be like watchable or it's going to be packed um to put it in perspective for you it was like it basically it was like the, think of the first round of the honda when we went last year that's what it was like for, for, for viewers listening the first round of the honda was like you could watch a good player and watch them i'd say and be what two rows deep good amount of people but not not too overbearing yeah um obviously you know you have i because I, I got there for the afternoon there really weren't any big names um uh, all the big names finished in the morning so that's probably why there weren't as many people but like like i watched jim furick's group and i was like one of seven people i think who was who was Furyk playing with? It was a practice round Furyk group. It was it was a pro am, so he it, he didn't have another player. Uh, yeah. True, uh, but no, it was cool. I mean, like I said, it was like <laughs> he hit it like two forty with the driver. <laughs> also, also shot fifty eight. So yeah, Furyk could win it this week. You know, shot fifty eight on a very difficult golf course too. Yeah, great golf course. Um, I was there. Fun fact: I was there to witness it. You were? Yeah, you didn't know that? Oh, I didn't. I was there. I saw his last three holes. Wow! I witnessed history. What year was that? Uh, 2016. Yeah. Crazy. But, anyway, yeah, that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh. Like I said, great event, and uh, I'm going to be doing <clears throat> hopefully an Instagram live for you guys to see some of the course. It'll be uh, it'll be pretty cool, so hope everyone enjoys, and yeah, we'll see you next week.